Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. The gospel of Jesus Christ is childlike simple. Just follow the ABCs. A is for acknowledge you're a sinner in need of a Savior. B is for believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. C is for call upon His name. With these three easy steps, you'll be sealed and saved for eternity with God. The decision is yours to make today. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August twenty second, 2021. Whenever you bring up abortion, it comes packaged with condemnation. And I want you to know, if you're sitting here in this church, and you've had an abortion or been a part of an abortion, God forgives you. You do not let the enemy continue to condemn you. This was last Sunday's teaching in Hebrews, by the way. Maybe somebody's online, and I mean the guilt, the shame, the regret. is just killing you. God forgives you. And by the way, you'll see that baby in heaven, you know. So this is what I wanted to share, and I've been inquiring of the Lord about it all week. Many of you know that we learned in the eighth month of pregnancy that our daughter Noelle had what they called trisomy 18, which is a third copy of the 18 chromosome. And it was full trisomy 18. In other words, she had a third copy of the 18 chromosome in every cell of her body. And the medical community said, uh, this is incompatible with life. And of course, when we learned of this, we were devastated. I mean devastated. And I have to confess to you that I actually asked the Lord to take our daughter home from the womb, because I was, talk about fear. I just, I didn't want my daughter to die in my arms. That would just be too painful. And so I, I prayed, Lord, it would be so much easier if you would just take her from the womb. Because you've had many babies that we've lost in utero that we're going to see in heaven. One baby we lost in the second trimester, miscarriage, ectopic, we had them all. They told us that we had a 50% chance of Noel being born alive and not stillborn, and only a 10% chance of her seeing her first birthday. And I got to tell you, I, 
I didn't know this then, but I know this now. And maybe this is for somebody here or watching online. What I came to find out was that when you have that time to bond with your baby, it brings about a much needed closure. Had Noel been taken by the Lord from the womb, I would have never held her or looked into her eyes and known her and bonded with her, as painful as it was. I thank God for the time that we had with her. What they're finding now with abortions is that the mother having the baby taken like that, there are not just physiological repercussions obviously, but there are psychological and spiritual and emotional repercussions. And it was like the Lord saying, you don't want me to take her from the womb. It's going to be very painful. And it was in that moment that I, I just for a moment in time, I really understood the fear of a mother, even a father, because the fathers too suffer with abortion. I could taste from that cup just for a moment what they must feel like, why they would even entertain abortion. But I got to tell you, that time that we had with her, and God was preparing us for what He was preparing for us. And I would never trade it for anything during that time. Can't even imagine having not been able to hold my daughter, my baby. Uh, one last thing, and again I appreciate your patience with me on this. After Noel went to be with Jesus, I remember so many times with the Lord just asking him about it, you know. <laughs> and one of the things he ministered to me, I mean it just settled it, and it settled me. It was kind of along these lines. What if, J.D., uh, I had come to you prior and said, I'm looking for a mother and a father who know me and love me, that I can give a daughter to. They won't have her very long. But what if I had given you that choice? Would you have accepted? Because if not, I would have found another mother and father. And when I realized that, it was like, no. I want her. I want her. Can't imagine my life without her. I say all that to say this, please. When it comes to abortion and that is the issue with these so-called vaccines. Don't let the enemy use that to condemn you. Jesus did not come to condemn. He came to save, to seek and save that which was lost. And if you have abortion in your past, 
I want to encourage you, you're going to see that baby. If you know Jesus, you're going to see that baby. All right, let's, uh, let's get into this. So what follows is documentation from the website. The website is avoiceforTruth.com, an online member sent it to me. And I went back into my archives and the websites that I had before that I've referred to concerning aborted fetal tissue. And by the way, I don't like aborted cell lines because that seems to make it more palatable. No, these are aborted babies' tissue. They've taken the sites down and they're no longer available. So I got a hold of this site, voiceforTruth.com, and they have documentation about these so-called vaccines. And this is important for those of you that are going to request and submit a religious exemption letter, because you need to know not just what you're asking for, but why. Why are you asking for an exemption from this? And we're going to put the links, the links are on the uh, website below the video. You may need to print these out and use them along with the religious exemption letter that you submit. This is why I will not accept this or put this into my body, because my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Picture here is a screenshot documenting the use of aborted fetal cells in the so-called COVID-19 vaccines. This is a one-page PDF file of what they call an infographic listing all vaccines, including the so-called COVID-19 vaccine that uses aborted fetal cells. And then there's a 25-page PDF file, a white paper titled, Abortion, the Human Fetal Cell Industry and Vaccines. You're going to need that. This is the Word of God and the wisdom of God that they cannot refute, because it's the Word of life. All right, let's talk about the letters. If you'll just bear with me, I'll explain in detail how to go about requesting the letter from our website. So you're going to go to jdfarag.org, and you'll see the exemption tab. Uh, when you select that, it will take you to this page, which says, we now have an online resource for requesting religious exemption letters to support our local and online members facing vaccine mandates. And then please select the link below, Request Religious Exemption Letter. It's going to take you to this form, this page, and you'll enter the information. It'll ask you a couple of questions. Uh, when you scroll down, there will be three boxes to check, one of which says, I am a born-again believer in and follower of Jesus Christ. That box has to be checked for what I think would be deemed obvious reasons. Now, once you submit it, expect about one to five days for delivery via U.S. mail, 
expect next day delivery for the email of the PDF. And please note that the email will be coming from exemption at the mastersmail.org. Then if you scroll down further on that same page, you'll see the letter that will be sent to you. Now, I want you to read this letter. We made a couple of revisions. We actually made one correction, but we added a couple things to the letter. And I want you to not just read the letter, but maybe share it with someone that doesn't know Jesus, because maybe this is what will bring them to Jesus. Use this as a tool to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone. You won't have to look very far. I can tell you that I'm getting requests from people that don't know the Lord, that are calling my wife, calling me. Hey, pastor, old buddy, old pal, I know it's been a... (laughs) That's okay. Glad you called. Actually, I was waiting for your call. Um, I'm going to lose my job. Well, you might lose your job, but don't lose your soul. I need this, and I'll tell you what you need. You need Jesus. Do you know how many people have come to Christ because of this? Oh, we'll probably never know this side of heaven. But I assure you, (laughs) when we're in heaven, the multitudes of people getting back to Afghanistan, what's happening in the Middle East, Iran. We always talk about Iran and Bible prophecy. Do you know how many Iranians, Persians we're going to see in heaven? You know how many Afghanis we're going to see in heaven? You know how many Arabs, (laughs) my people? (laughs) we're going to see in heaven. Multitudes of people. And here's the thing, one last thing. Here in America, we are just now tasting from the cup that our brothers and sisters in other parts of the world have been drinking from for years, this persecution. Well, what's the gospel? The gospel 1 Corinthians 15, the first four verses, the Apostle Paul says that the gospel that he preached is that Jesus came, he was crucified, he was buried, and he rose again on the third day. And then when Paul writes to the Thessalonians, he says, and Jesus is coming back again one day. That's the good news. Well, why is that good news? Because he's coming back for us because He died instead of us. And that's the bad news. See, the bad news is, is that we've all been sentenced to death, because we've all sinned. And the good news is, is that Jesus came and He said, I will die for you instead of you. Good news, you're free to go and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. That's the good news. That's what the word gospel means. What are the ABCs? It's just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. 
I know for me, this is kind of how it went down. I think about who we affectionately refer to as the thief on the cross. This is how it went down for him. There was first this acknowledging, this admitting, hey, I'm a sinner. One criminal rejected Christ, one accepted Christ. And that's the first step that you come to as you realize, I've sinned and I need the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23, well here's the bad news first. The wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. It's the death penalty. Now here's the good news. The badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. (laughs) And if you just got done telling me the bad news, really bad news, that I've been sentenced to death because of of my sin, man, that's going to make the good news even gooder. And the good news is that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it's a gift. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, saved by grace through faith. It's the gift of God, not of works. You don't earn it. You don't pay for it. He paid for it in full with His life, with His blood. He purchased us. And if it's a gift and you try to pay for it, it's no longer a gift, it's a purchase. But He paid for the gift and He's offering it as a gift. That's good news. I'll take it. Where do I sign? You don't need to. He already signed. The gift of God is eternal life. The B. This is pivotal. This is central. Believe (laughs) in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And the C lastly is for call upon the name of the Lord. And this is the expression of, this is when the criminal on the cross, he, he called out to the Lord and said, Lord, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And what was Jesus' response? Truly, truly, I say unto you, today (laughs) you'll be with me in paradise. Good news. That's what happens when when you acknowledge your sin. I mean, he says to his fellow criminal, I don't know if he knew the guy. Maybe he did. They're both being put to death on the same day, next to the Savior of the world. And he he rebukes the other guy and says, this guy has done nothing. He is innocent. We're here because of our crimes. We deserve this. He doesn't. He acknowledged the Savior, and he acknowledged his sin. And then he believed, because if he didn't believe, he wouldn't have asked the Lord to remember him. He wouldn't have called upon the name of the Lord or confessed with his mouth, as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. 
if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And Romans 10.13 lastly seals the deal. I love this verse. I love this verse. I love this verse. It says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. 39 years ago, I was an all, because I, I looked it up. All. Well, I'm an all. Who call? Okay. <laughs> I mean, when I realized, I heard the gospel presented in a very simple way, and I got it. The Lord had already been stirring in my heart prior, and the seed had already been planted. And when I heard the gospel explained in a very simple way, I got it. And I believed. And I went into my room, and I prayed. I fell asleep praying. And by the way, my prayer, you know what my prayer was? You know, we talk about, you know, pray the sinner's prayer or repeat after me. None of that. My prayer was, because first of all, I was very intoxicated. I'm not proud of this. I was very high. I was like, I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to go to heaven. I fell asleep praying, asking God, to save me. I woke up the next morning. <laughs> I could not start my day without my tobacco addiction, my alcohol addiction, and my drug addiction. And I went to reach for that stuff. But now something was different because I was a new creation in Christ. I had the Holy Spirit in me. And as I went to reach for that, the Holy Spirit in that still small voice said, you don't need that anymore. I'm like, what? I've tried to quit so many times in my own strength and willpower, and I, I never could. It's like, no, you don't need that anymore. And God, I know it's different for everybody, but God took away the desire, and I never looked back. Can I just say lastly, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you today, today is the day of salvation in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you so much. Lord, thank you for the simplicity of the gospel. <laughs> thank you that it is so childlike simple. Lord, thank you that despite how perilous it is, how difficult it's becoming, how intense the persecution is becoming, that we can make up our minds beforehand, not to worry, but to put our trust in you, to give us in that moment what it is that we're to speak, your word, the word of life, that we would choose life, eternal life, in Jesus' name. Amen. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. 
Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.